Flask, please hit the jingle so we can get started. Mm. Alright, uh, welcome to the Broken Campfire, where I'm starting to get a little nervous because it's only episode 6 and I'm running out of intro bits. I'm your host, Andy. I'm joined by four other broken men. Uh, Vito, how's life? It's your boy. Alright, that's... You are. Alright, Flask. Hi. How's uh how's life? How's the pro- how's the production going? I gotta say we haven't had a podcast in about three weeks, and I'm not gonna lay any what? fingers on it, but you are weeks. the producer, so you know what's going Wait, on there. I'm the producer. Greg, how you doing? Oh, I'm all right. How are you? Good, thanks. And uh, where's my paycheck? I don't want leave- to leave out the King of Keeley, returning for the first time since his victory. Uh, hello, my peasant people. It's nice to see you. Alright, welcome, John. How's life? Well, it's always good when you're the king of Keeley. As the king, I think, uh, it's only your right that you can be the first one to tell us what you've been playing recently, or in lieu of that, any games or shows or whatever's been making you happy recently. Uh, I've gotten back into Fallout 4 recently. Huh. I was just having a hankering. Well, I played... Alright, so let me me go back. I played Fable. I know you're thinking those games are like... The original Fable? The original Fable. Well, they have like a a remastered... Not like totally remastered, but like... You know, remastered an HD version on the computer. Is the Uh, Fable anniversary thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I played played through it, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, I wanted another RPG, but I'm not really a big fantasy guy. And I, you know, I started this game, uh, The Witcher, and Witcher Three. I put a few hours. I was gonna it. say, and then, yeah. And then I, uh, I switched to Fallout Four, and I've been playing the survival mode. Uh, makes it a little tougher, and I've been having a good time. In uh, Fable, were you a good boy or a bad boy? I was more of a do what I want boy. Oh, but classic. ultimately, at the end, Naughty. I did slaughter my sister and fellow heroes for ultimate power. So I, I suppose you could... It got in your way. You were Jesus, dude. <laughs> as as a kid, when I played that game, like, on launch, I thought that was, like, so horrible. I could not imagine doing that. I was like, <laughs> no, are you kidding me? I can't it, kill them. You know, even now, I, I usually do always play, like, the good guy in games. I'm like, man, I don't want to... I don't want to stab this person. they got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tried just because I feel like I'm missing half the game. I feel like a Mass Effect. I've never even seen the the bad guy choices. Same. I, I, I try and go back boy, and, yeah. and play them as bad guys now. I usually I like, see them as like a YouTube like compilation of like you know Dick Shepard. Yeah, punching reporters. Dick Shepard. <laughs> I did punch that reporter, but I was a good guy otherwise. That, that reporter, reporter was, a, was that, he's you know, just something else. It's questionable, you know. All right. Cool. Uh, Vito, what have you been playing recently? Uh, you know me, I don't really play video games. Uh, At all. <laughs> but when I Next do... Person. <laughs> Next Why are you here? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Hang out with my friends. Um, mm. playing uh, Streets of Rogue with some of you guys. Um, I love it. It's an old, older game. I think 2017. Uh, but I'm addicted. Well, I, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. It was early um, access 2017, but wasn't it full release last year? 
I think I think last year was the full release, right? I don't know. It's it's new to me. That's all that matters. And I've been playing <laughs> it, and I go to sleep, and I dream about it, and I wake up, and I want to play it, and I go to work, and, and all day during work, people are asking for drinks, and, and I'm ignoring them because I'm thinking. You're just about, thinking about smashing their head. Thinking You're thinking about, about serving drinks. Knocking. Yeah, exactly, dude. That's a game you. I think that um, is honestly like a little deceptive with like how it looks at first glance because you played roguelikes and you know old games before like okay there's a bunch of classes blah blah blah. I think that like it takes a run or two to under- understand that the game has a lot of different systems you can interact with like bribing the cops and like non-lethal ways to approach things all these different objectives and everything and all these different classes with their different objectives like. That's that's where I get the fun out of the game is just especially when you have three or four people with, you know, different styles and classes and stuff. It, yeah, it's a great it, multiplayer game. It looks real simple on the surface. And it you know, it's not like highly complicated, but there's just a lot to do. A lot of fun to be had, especially with friends. Um, you know, a little role playing here and there. I've been having a blast with that. Absolutely. Um, and and I've been playing uh my friend Pedro also, which came out this year. Um, which is Fucking blast! Came out last year, friend. It's twenty twenty. Uh, sorry, that's what I meant. I forgot what year it is. It, it came out in twenty nineteen, and um, that's a lot of fun. Really hard. A lot of fun. That's about it. That's the side scrolling game. I, I only really remember the banana, banana thing, but like it's a side scrolling like action movie type thing, right? Yeah, you, it's a like a side scrolling shooter. It's really stylish. Like you know, you have to rank uh, rack up points every level. Um, it's, it's like less about just beating the level and more about getting like S rank on every level because it's really easy to progress, but very hard. I mean, at least for me to get the S rank. Absolutely. Yeah. All about that S rank. (laughs) Srank. And, uh, Parasite? Oh yeah. I saw, uh, Parasite in the movies. Uh, great movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot, um, and I would highly recommend it. I still need to watch that. I, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I feel like the trailer doesn't tell you really what the movie's about, um, and I feel like it's That's kind of a movie that, like, I, I'm not going to lie, like, I heard a little bit about it, and I just, there's just something about my brain that, like, instantly assumed it was going to be shit, so I just... You know, really? Know, like, what it? What is it? I don't know, I remember why. Parasite. I mean, I feel like it won. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't watch the Golden Globes or anything. I don't pay it attention really to the well Oscars, but like, it definitely critically. won awards. I mean, yeah, it's, it's done really well, and it's fucking awesome. You should see it. It's really. I've good. Seen I think every... it's good to go in not knowing what it's about, but you should. You should really see it. All right. I've cool. Seen, I've seen. I think. Not not every one of his movies, but a lot of uh, yeah. Bong what's the guy's name? Boom, Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. what else did he do? Snowpiercer. Memories um, of Murder. The Host. Murder. Mother. Snowpiercer. Okja. Yeah, stuff all like of that. Solid cinema. All right, cool. Of Tokyo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll check that out. Is that you, did you like just see that? Is it still in theaters in America here? Yeah, I think yeah, it is still it. in theaters. I saw it at a theater that like it shows indie movies and it also shows big movies, but like I feel like Foreign they stay it. Yeah, but I feel like the movies stay in this theater for a lot longer than other theaters, so it could be like not in theaters anymore. I don't really know. I gotcha. Oh, you know what? It's actually on um 
think Amazon Prime possibly. It's oh, on. Cool. It's, so it's a hundred percent on a streaming service for yeah, but yeah, you pay for it. It though. is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not cool. Not for free. Gregory, what have you been doing? Hey man. Uh so I started a demo the other day, or no, a few days ago, called Dragon Quest Builders Two. And I loved it so much, I bought it, and I cannot stop playing that game. Did you play the demo for like 14 hours? I played the demo for, <laughs> I think I stopped at, yeah, 13 hours. That's crazy. And I already have 40 hours in the regular game. It's just, a, it's a blast, dude. It's so like good. Builder, like Minecraft, kind of? It's Yeah, it's literally just like Minecraft with like an RPG sword in it. And it's really nice and comfy. And it's I'm like not player co-op. Uh, you can only I don't know about co-op. I'm waiting for Knoxville to get on to try the co-op. But I think it's like you guys are on your island together and you just build stuff together, which is still cool. But uh, and you do the yeah, story. I don't know if you can do the story. If you can, that'll be awesome. But uh, I've just been playing a lot of that, and uh, I think two days ago, what's today, Thursday? Yeah, two days ago, the new World of Warcraft patch came out, Visions of Nazoth. Which, uh, I just started playing that. That's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, that's it. Yeah, cool. I don't really have much to say about you. Next person. That's uh, cool. Good for you, though. Thanks, uh, man. Flask. Yeah. What are you doing? I didn't actually talked uh, to you in a bit, Flask, so I'm. Yeah, well, why have you been I, doing? I'm busy with life. But, uh, I've done a bunch of stuff since last episode, but I'll just, like, talk about stuff recently. Um, I mean, I did play through Disco Elysium. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um, I I would have a lot to say about that, but I feel like if we do talk about it, we'll talk about it somewhere else, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, but it was it was it was nice to get a game with a lot of uh, good writing again. It was nice to play that. So, um, then. I uh I was out I was without internet for a day and I had a oh game God, on my computer. Do? I had a game on my computer that I was gonna play at some point anyway. Because as you guys know I've been going through the Resident Evil games, like in order. Yeah. Yes. Um and I'm still <laughs> Yeah. And uh so every now and then I jump back in and I jump back into Ari Revelations. Ooh, <laughs> Well, I remember um, that game. That's a good game. Which one was that? It's the one that was released on the DS. Yes. DS. Yeah, it was released on the DS, and they made it for I think it was like they made it for Xbox, PC. Yeah, it was like ported. Yeah. Stuff. Um, Are you playing it on a PC? I I played it on a PC. Yeah. Um. I I. <laughs> by the time I was done with it, I I think I had had fun. You know what I mean? But the like the the it's an it's an okay re game i guess it's 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 in the vein of the later action ones like re5 and that's not was my it, favorite was it weird like playing it because it's like a ds game that you weren't playing on the ds yeah you feel it you feel it you do yeah <laughs> um and the writing is just awful but <laughs> i mean that's yeah. to be expected a little bit dude we um, should uh we should play uh the second one together oh yeah yeah, it's a co-op. It's a oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's got a co-op. I it? would actually do that. Yeah, we we played RE6 together, didn't we? 
uh, we played six, and we played Operation Raccoon City together. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> and that was yeah, a... Yeah, we, we should play Operation Revelations right? 2 together. That was uh, an experience and a half. Yeah. You guys been through a lot together. Yeah, <laughs> and me, yeah. Uh, Andy, me and you played uh, RE5 together. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> look, look, man, all I'll say about that... <laughs> This is this ain't a meme flask. Uh, I played that game through with Eric. Uh, yeah. Recently, like last year, or the year before, and we had a much better time at it. But we stopped at like the same part where me and you almost stopped at the very, very okay. end. Okay. Like that part that I like got so mad at. Like me that was like the angriest I've ever heard you get, dude. I was. Ooh. What part? Well, the temple or something. I don't even really remember. It's like yeah, towards I, the very end, like you're punching a boulder or something like that. Like, <laughs> oh, I, don't think, I, don't, I, don't, I think he was just actually super the boulder punch. I, I think I was just like frustrated by a lot of the game by that point, and it was just like wacky bullshit. I, like the suspension yeah. disc wave had been totally broken for me, so I was just I was in it until the end because like I was playing a co-op game, and you know we were committed to finishing it, but like my the fun ha- was long gone for me by the end. You were just done. Dude, I played Resident <laughs> Evil 5 with Kurt like when we when it first came out. And we were up to like I think three in the morning playing it. And it was I had a blast playing that call. I think I played it with Danny and also somebody else. I forget who. Maybe it was Dude, Greg. Like I, I Yeah, we played I, it. I wish I wish I could remember the turning point because I feel like I had a lot of fun with that game up until near the end. Like I, I think me and Flask like had a like I enjoyed playing it with Flask. I think I, I was just didn't like get good scores though. Re six, right? No, we're talking about Re five. You're talking about. It. But also, I don't think Re six did. No, it did not. Are you thinking of Re 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 five did better than Re six though? But Re six did real bad score was. Yeah, but it sold well, didn't it? I I think it mm-hmm. sold. Yeah, yeah, sure it, did. it did. Yeah. That's In fact, currently the they like still sold more than like Re seven. Got Re two remake. So far. <laughs> they're still has riding a... the they're riding the wave from RE4 though. It's not fair. Absolutely. Yeah. It has a sixty percent on yeah. Metacritic. RE6. Uh, five. I enjoyed playing co-op. I I don't think I would play solo. I don't think I would like. Oh yeah, definitely to. not. And with like with like the, the old AI too that you have to like rely on the whole game. I wouldn't trust it. Yeah. But yeah, Greg, I'd uh, I'd welcome you for Rev Two. Dude, uh, you can be the main character. I'll be the uh, girl that I'll be the little Moira? kid or the girl that plays. Uh, yeah, more there's well, there's two play people you play. You play as Claire and uh, Moira. I think that's her name. Barry's daughter. Moira. And then you play as Barry and Natalia, who is like a little six year old girl. <laughs> and all okay. she does is point Moira. and smash things heads with bricks. Oh well, there you go. So yeah, I can just I'll do that. That's fun. Gameplay. Cool. All right. Uh, Flash, uh, you uh, you got anything else on uh, your plate? I do have a couple more things, but I just want to say Raymond from RE Rev One has one of the ugliest faces that I've ever <laughs> seen. Oh yeah. On a video game character, he's like a redheaded, inbred, like <laughs> he looks. Right he's the worst. He looks like he was modeled out of shit. I don't know he what died. happened with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, harsh, dude. <laughs> it's dude, that, so bad. Look up a picture. That's a real Raymond. actor. They fucking they modeled it. <laughs> I thought. Yeah. Uh, I thought the same thing with uh, Jessica 
in, in the uh, when they're doing the flashback. I just thought she looked oh. really weird. Yeah, I guess the new characters kind of just look weird. I don't know. <laughs> this guy, Ray, his name is Raymond Vester, and he wears a Raymond vest because he wears a vest. Worse. Uh, oh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I also played more recently than that. I played Jedi Fallen Order finally. Um, Do you enjoy it? I did actually. I I uh, I mean it's it, it's it's kind of one of the better Star Wars things that's happened since the Disney takeover. Um, I mean it's nothing super special, but it's fun to play. Narrative and you know design aspects are all good. It I, it's it's totally like a Soulsborne Uncharted baby game. They just took stuff from those. Did you like the ending? But you liked it though. Uh yeah, I think I did. Because respawn has that flair for like fun action and combat, and so it's it is fun to play. And and the stuff it takes from other games is good. And uh, I, I don't want to cut off John, but he asked, uh, "Did you like the end?" Oh, um, the ending kind of just like peters out. Yeah, <laughs> and like they try and ramp it up out of nowhere. They're like, "Oh shit!" And you're like, yeah, oh, the, yeah, the big ramp up thing is is just out of nowhere. It's just yeah, it really like, is completely. <laughs> it's for, it it's for, for the fans, though. They're, yeah. You know, they're like, "Oh, you know, Star Wars." <laughs> but I I enjoyed it. I will say I thought if I was really nitpicking, uh, and it comes from the Uncharted part you're mentioning, too many uh, wall climbing, like slowly moving over and then up, you know. I, yeah. Well, like that's just part of the games. That's what are you gonna do? I liked the sort of like Metroidvania level design, but not having to like do the same. Uh, Exploration, no, not uh, navigation, like through yeah. the environment every single time. Yeah, like the sequence of things, like you're talking about. Yeah, that kind of got a little tedious. It would be a tall order to ask if you thought it was better than any of the older games, like Kotor, or, or I guess uh, more no, direct analogs. But a more interesting yeah. question for me, I think, is how do you feel about it in comparison to the Forced Unleashed and other Star Wars games, like say in the last ten years? Oh, that's yeah, that's more reasonable. I think I think I liked it better than Force Unleashed. Definitely better than Force Unleashed Two, but probably better than Force Unleashed. Right, Force Unleashed kind of has the same thing the whole time. It's just like, and it gets a little overblown. But I I think the the uh, combat design of this game, yeah, in in this one, cool. I mean, I I really like the Force Unleashed as well. I mean, and it's actually I didn't play the sequels. That one, it is fun, but Fallen Order is also like actually genuinely challenging. It can be. Yeah, there I were see. there were a few parts where I I died, a few bosses yeah. where I died. All right, Flaska, you got anything else? Uh, I'll just mention real quick. I also saw 1917. Oh uh, yeah, I hear great reviews, right? Is, is it good? And I, I I really liked it personally. It's like the ex- I have cool. a very soft spot for that kind of story where you just That's follow Peter Jackson, right? the characters. No. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. It's um uh Mendez, Sam Mendez. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sam Mendez. Yeah, and the cinematographer is uh ah, fuck. He's a good cinematographer, so the film looks well-known name. Deacons, yeah. Roger Deacons. Okay, sure. Um and yeah, I I really liked 
uh, I really like stories like that where you just follow the characters through the story through like a, a journey the whole time. I right, think that's really right. fun. Is it like a, it's like high action or is it more like a quiet? No, tale? it it's it it is a lot of like suspense on the journey. Um, but you're constantly moving, so I, I like that about it. You're constantly going through, you know. Um, yeah, great, good design and everything. So, uh, I, yeah, I think that's it for me. Cool, cool. Well, on my end, uh, you guys kind of already talked about Disco Elysium a little bit. I'm on day two, so wouldn't say I'm really that far in the game at all, but far enough that, like, you know, I've got it, and the game's hooked me and shit like that. Uh, man, a lot of stressing out about skills, though, because there are a lot of skills in the game, and the game is really good at making you feel like you really need skills that you don't have. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of skill points I hear. Um, that's not a criticism. Very interesting game. I've also touched a little bit on The Outer Wilds. Um, that game, I am, am trying to soldier through it because I know there's going to be a big payoff, but uh, frankly, there's the the total lack of direction with like so many different puzzles to solve. It's a little overwhelming, especially when I'm not super thrilled about some things like the controls, but I'm soldiering through. I think it's probably going to be pretty good. I haven't gotten the chance to talk about that game on the podcast, but I, as I've told you, I'm like so on the other end <laughs> on that game. Oh, I, I know, that game. I know. <laughs> I'm, and from what I've heard, from what I've yeah, heard, sorry, the, the 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 what I'm saying is not an uncommon experience, and a lot of people who say the things I'm saying tend to come out on the other side by the end of the game. So I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why it's still on my radar, even though like. I, don't get me wrong. I've had more fun with it as I've gone on. I'll just say that, like, compared to the hype, the first two hours of the game are, you know... Is it- I, I, I wish the game had not gotten the hype, almost. You know? there okay. you know, There's a lot of expectations, and the, the game will make you work for it. I wish I could recommend that kind of thing to you without the hype associated with it. You know? Just of say, course. like, yeah. I think you would yeah. like it because of this and this. For sure. What were you going to ask me to... Yeah, sorry, we go ahead. Is this a game that's like similar to No Man's Sky or something like that? In the- oh, that, that's a really interesting question, but no. I mean, well, <laughs> sorry, Flash, go ahead. I mean, it, it in kind the of remotest is in the sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's game super about no. exploration, so, but it, but like in a much better way, I think, than No Man's Sky. It, it, I mean, it, the, the major design difference is like it's an intentionally designed, constrained experience with like a story and a pu- puzzles that you're meant to solve. Whereas okay. No Man's Sky is kind of like this. Generated. Exactly. Uh, and you also you don't go around like collecting resources for hours no. to fill up more right. resources. There's not I've a, heard it no compared resources. to Mist, but I would say it's it's not quite like that. But it, it gets the idea across that you're. I think it's a better than no uncovering Sky. things, solving puzzles with your brain rather than just like putting pushing a box or something. Absolutely. Brain. Uh, one game I did kind of want to talk a little bit more. About we spent a couple minutes on it. Has anybody tried totally accurate battle simulator? I haven't. Tabs, dude, I've I haven't played it. List. It's uh, I've seen a bunch of people play it though. It looks really funny and really fun. Yeah, I mean, I I think that the best way to describe it is just like it's very charming sandbox fun. Like it's 
it's not like if you go if you go into it with the expectations that you just want a game that's going to entertain you past the time for a couple hours that is exactly what that game is have you been playing there's it? a lot of different levels like there basically there's like eight different campaigns and each of those campaigns is something like 30 or 40 different missions so there's a lot of content to grind away at a lot of different classes and stuff um it gets fairly repetitive if you do a lot of it at once but I mean, the charm of the game is these ragdoll soldiers killing each other in funny ways and like throwing mammoths against a bunch of spearmen or something like that. So if you're kind of interested in just like something fun, a fun time waster, it's on Game Pass. So there's no nice. They uh, there is also <laughs> a bunch of uh, hidden characters on the maps, and they've uh, updated it a few times. Where uh, one update was pirates. Another update was, I believe, uh, like modern weaponry, like due to like yeah, muskets yeah. and stuff. It's really cool. I know <laughs> one update added like raptors, where you can unlock like velociraptors to be on your team. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's cool. <clears throat> so yeah, there's, there, there's apparently more. <clears throat> sorry, there's apparently more to that game than I even realized. But I haven't really played a whole lot of it. But it's definitely like a thing where it's late at night. I don't want to go to bed yet. I want something to do for, to pass the time for a couple of hours. And, uh, yeah, it's a good use of that time there. I've, I've always seen it as kind of like a, a game that's great for, like, showing off in, you know, GIFs or WebMs online. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. like, it it's was like designed with shit. that in mind. Right. For those moments. The only other thing I've really been doing with my free time is reading a lot. Uh, I, we kind of talked about this a little bit before the podcast, and... I don't want to spend a whole a whole lot of time on it because I know it's not super relatable to um, most of the hosts. But in reading the sequel to Parahumans, Parahumans Two Ward, Parahumans, more commonly known as Warm, Warm was a um, web serial that was it ended up being about eight hundred thousand words long. That people generally like it because it's a very grounded, realistic take to superheroes with superheroes with, like, real emotions and real conflicts and a lot of thought put into the world building of how the world would change if superheroes were suddenly a thing. Um, that being said, it's an awful lot to read, but it's well-renowned. The author makes over six figures now doing nothing but writing oh, this and stuff like this. So, you know, it has a huge fan base, blah, 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 blah. All I want to say is that if anybody's interested in that kind of story, and if they think that, or if they start reading Worm and are intrigued, I think that Ward is even better, the sequel. I second the recommendation <clears throat> for Worm. I haven't read Ward yet, but as I, I, I would recommend any Wild Blow stuff, but yeah, Worm is good. Yeah, uh, I, and I should have said that either, that Flask and I are both um, major fans of that guy's work in general, but uh, because of Worm, Primarily, as in yeah. Worm sparked our interest. But there are, he has other good stories as well. Uh, if any of the hosts are interested, talk to me more about it later. I, I think I can sell it to anybody who feels like they got some, they got <laughs> some downtime. I have like a like a problem where like I refuse to like read fiction. <laughs> I I've heard that. I know like, it's stupid. It's like really dumb. But I feel like I don't know. Like uh, I, I don't know what it is, Vito. And I'm not I'm not saying it is stupid. Because I've known other guys like you in the sense of, like, people I thought had a similar type of personality as you. And I've heard that exact same thing. 
Like, like any from, fiction? From a... Yeah, and I don't yeah, understand like, because I'll, I'll take time like, and I'll like watch the show. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll watch yeah. a TV show. What if they I, have I really like... don't watch a lot of TV, though. But I, I will, you know, I, I always have one ongoing show. Right now, it was just The Witcher. So, like, I'll spend hours doing that. Why can't I read a, a fiction book? I don't know. I think there's there's so many non-fiction books that I'd just rather read. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, I mean, it, I think... Um, I know it's dumb. There's, I have, I actually do have a lot of words I could say on that subject, because, I, like I said, I've known people like that before. And I'll just summarize, like, my point about it is that I think that a lot of that has to do with the institutionalization of, like, reading as a activity that you do in school to the point where you've developed an association strong enough that you see reading as an information gaining activity. I see it as further not, education for myself. And yeah. not as something that you can do as recreation. And maybe because you've been forced to read stuff you don't like, you never had the chance to form that early positive association with reading. But whatever. That's Whereas for me, fiction books are like the the form of media that I emotionally connect with the most for some reason. I agree. Like, it's the only form of media where I genuinely feel things <laughs> anymore. I, I agree. No, I, I mean, I, okay, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not, so, I'm not, no, I, I'm being, I'm being hyperbolic, but yeah. Yeah, Andy's not some sort of sociopath. You can, you know, some you can books, though. You know, you get a lot of, sociopath. You get a lot of philosophical lessons from, uh, you know, fiction titles. Yeah, I know that. I feel like, I actually feel like I'm just out. gay, right? I mean, the way I describe it is like, my my level of engagement with reading, even though I I frankly don't read as much more as I used to, but when I right. find something I'm really engaged with reading, it, it grabs me in a way that nothing else does. Like same, yeah. Like I mean, all week I'll come home, I'll like get some food, lay down, and I'll literally spend like the next three or four hours reading and then go to sleep. And it's very fun for me. I mean, very relaxing. You know, all the, like, the books you're missing, like, uh, I don't know why it just came to mind. Well, I mean, I guess I have, I have them behind me, but, like, I don't know, even stuff like, uh, like Kurt Vonnegut, like Sirens of Titan, like, that, that's, oh, that'd be dude, considered yeah. fiction, right? Those are, those are amazing yeah, books. And I, and I, that's a good subject. I mean, I don't want to divert too much on that, but Vonnegut, or Vonnegut, or Vonnegut, or whatever, is a good example. I read my first couple of Vonnegut books last year, and I was talking about them for a while, and I still think about um, Slaughterhouse Five and Cat's Cradle. Yeah, I know I'm missing out. Maybe one day I'll I'll just fucking dive into some good fiction. But I'll send me some books, Vito. It's not even so much that I'm like I I think any less of a person who doesn't read. I just oh, I, I want it for them. <laughs> I want I want that experience for them. You know, like the experience that I yeah. have. I feel like there's that, a lot of lessons important. I'm missing out on via these fictional characters. That, that is what is hard about bringing it back to my recommendation of Worm. That's what's hard for me about recommending that because I feel so strongly that anybody who takes the time to engage with it is going to love it a lot. And mm -hmm. I also like understand so much like the barrier to that that I know that 90% of the people I talk to aren't going to be interested at all. And that's fine. Right. Um yeah, kind of wanted to circle back around to this video game <laughs> podcast. Um, what? If and transition to the most video game topic of all time, discussing Netflix's The Witcher. Spoilers for Netflix's The Witcher until fifty one forty five.
<laughs> is that a video game? Well, you know, is it's... that what, like is that like a Banders- Black Mirror Bandersnatch? You can choose your own adventure with Geralt the Witcher. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised well, if they did something get... like that. I got the ending where he dies. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh yeah, that's it's not a good one. No, no for bad real. end. Uh, me, Flask, and Vito have seen all of it. John has seen a little over half of it. Greg has seen about twenty minutes. Neither of you guys care about spoilers, correct? Nope. No, I'm the Ultimate Witcher fan anyway. I'm sure I know all of it. All right, Flask, mark that down. We got them recorded in case we get any losses <laughs> oh, no. or anything. Sure, sure. <laughs> all right, cool. I know the memes, I'll just, though. Uh, I'll open up and say that um, for what I expected, I think it was better than that. And I think that had they treaded a little closer to... Uh, the way that the book showed events, it would have cleared up a lot of the editing mistakes, though I understand why they happened. I guess I'm not being very clear. I'll say that I think that the show was pretty good, actually, overall, but flawed. There were some great character performances, especially out of Henry Cavill as uh, Geralt, out of uh, Queen Calinth, um, you know, out of a uh, guy who played Dandelion, or what's his name, Yaskier. Yeah. I liked all those characters. I thought, I thought the general characterization of the world was pretty solid, if ultimately pretty shallow. Um, I thought that the major editings from the story came from some of the... or Sorry, the major errors in the story came from some of the editing choices. Primarily having three different timelines that were all going at once without really any indication that, oh hey, this is 80 years before this event, which is 30 years before this event. And the way it all came together was pretty messy by the end and involved making some sacrifices to the story that uh, I don't think should have been made. I think I'm sure Flask has some more to say on that, though. But yeah, I well, know, kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of just aired out my whole bag of talking points here. What do you guys got to say? Well, as your point on the, I just want to say, as your point on the timelines, uh, because I, you know, had read the books, I didn't have a problem myself um but i was thinking the whole time like (laughs) you know you would kind of have to explain it to someone or vito you want to say something (laughs) i i i i enjoyed the show um i think what flask is trying to say is that um, I feel like if you're I not lost familiar it completely. with, I feel like if you're not familiar with the source material, it definitely needs explaining. I mean, this is what everyone's talking about. There's multiple timelines. You might not even realize it um, as again someone who's not familiar with the source material. And if you are familiar with the source material, it's confusing because you have characters that um, canonically don't age, and then you have characters that should age but don't show any aging throughout the the, the show. Like, yeah, um, what's his name? Uh, Dandelion, uh, Yaskier. Um, so that's a confusing part. And um, I don't have a problem with this, but they don't explain a lot of um, what you'd say, uh, like world building elements. Like they don't really say what a Witcher is, and uh, I don't know little things like the differences between the magic that. 
sorcerers could do and that witchers could do and, and different um, I like that I, but I, I understand that, that some people might I don't know might expect a little well, more exposition I think that it matters in some areas and you kind of touched on it with the aging but um, I, I, I kind of outlined this at one point I forget all the out, all the logic behind it so I might be wrong here but I think with all the characters we th- see, there are three distinct mechanisms of aging. Yeah, there are. There are three distinct mechanisms of aging affecting different major characters, which are n- none of those are ever highlighted or explained in the show. So, unless you're familiar with that, you know, you're left to wonder, are these different timelines? Like, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know how much of that was not being careful about the production and you know i think stuff like dandelion not really aging is maybe evidence of that and i also wonder how much of this is just trying to ape popular shows like you know you got to have a shifting point of view like game of thrones and hey westworld had a funny timeline that tricked people in the first season and got a lot of people talking so let's try something like i the where where i felt like the show was the worst was when i feel like as a guy who knew what was going on when i felt like a, a on a meta side that I, the show was trying to trick me with the timelines. You know? Yeah, I felt, I felt I, like they were trying to be clever. And it whereas in the right. book, it was, it's it was, just you're following Geralt's point of view for the first several books only. Just him experiencing right. all these events. They're kind of just happening around him. And he doesn't have all the information, which is fine. You don't need him to know everything. But it's kind of fun to see him like navigate this dense... Right. Yeah, his Complex stories situation. were by far the most interesting. I I was a big fan of Yen's storyline also, and I know most people think serial storyline is shit. Um, and I'm actually watching it through a second time with my girlfriend now, and she really likes the show. But um, whereas the first time, I definitely thought series side uh, of the story was lacking. Watching it a second time through, it is a fucking slog watching the, the series. Oh, I thought you were going to say, oh, it got I was, better. I was, I was <laughs> no. bracing for, like, utter surprise, because like, no. I was like, how, how, what perspective could make that storyline good? But <laughs> No, Geralt and Yennefer's stories are awesome. Series story is a slot, because nothing happens. Like, when you're watching it through the first time, you know, you're kind of on the edge of your seat. There's a lot of, like, um, built-in, like, phony tension uh, that's built into it, but nothing really happens. She's just kind of like is wandering for the whole season. Um, the problem she... is, at, at least the Yen stuff was actual backstory that she had in the books. You know, like she, we don't see it in the books. I heard it was she minimal. Talks though. about it. It's it. It is. This is essentially. I mean, it's obviously elaborate. Uh, you know, expanded upon in the show. But this is the backstory she has in the books. She just she tells Geralt about it rather than we us the viewers seeing it. I thought it was great. And the but, acting, uh, the series stuff is just like almost entirely made up wholesale. Made up. But, but yeah. they, the show, the show well, it's, provided it's not really made up, is it? I mean, well, kind like, of the, the middle part is kind of made up. I thought, but I thought the start and the end, like the end is definitely not, but I thought even the start was stuff that probably happened, but we didn't see because Geralt. Yeah, wasn't there. I suppose so. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. Basically, the beginning and the it's end similar there. to the universe stuff. Yeah. Similar, yeah. 
I, I like the, the explanation. The stuff in the Bakuan Forest. I don't. I don't want to lose sight Bakuan of that. The stuff in Bakuan Forest was abs- was definitely made up. Like that was. And it was stupid. It's quite different, and not in the same place. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, the the setting, the setting is similar, but yeah, the, the, yeah. It just felt pointless. She goes into Brooklyn Forest, and then she leaves. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't change. It doesn't have a. Doesn't seemingly have an impact on her. Are, are you aware of what was intended? To, so, intended is a weird word, but are you aware of what happened in that segment of the story in the books? No. What? What? She drink uh, tree water. Uh, so, actually, Flask, I, I I've only read wiki summaries. You would have a much better handle on explaining it. You want to explain? I don't know. It's the been rundown a while. of the Brooklyn Forest. I mean, I know. Geralt is there. <laughs> so ba- ba- basically, Geralt, as I recall, stumbles on Brooklyn Forest, and in Brooklyn Forest, he saves this girl, not knowing that she's Siri. Isn't that right? Oh, like okay. he doesn't. He's yes, not aware. That is correct. He's not aware that she's Siri, and they part ways because he's not aware that she's Siri. He just thinks she's some random girl. So that's their first meeting by chance. So at the end, when the as recompense, the uh, peasant guy offers Geralt the law surprise, and Geralt comes back to the guy's place, and the guy's wife was taking care of Siri, and that was his second time by chance meeting that child. That that is supposed to be a hugely significant moment in the story because that's destiny. Geralt. That's Geralt's turnaround on destiny because like yeah. So you see whole- how. In the books, they are able to like hammer th- down that destiny theme without, without talking about it every two minutes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they just do it, like in the story. Like, just... yeah, he just keeps meeting this girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh sorry. Did uh, I feel like? I, I no, I mean, over- conversation. Overall... I feel like Flask maybe had something to say. Or go ahead, Vito. Um. No, I just no. <laughs> okay, sorry. That, that was my not point. about so far what we've discussed. So I'm far. very excited for season two. I enjoyed it a lot. I have, I feel, uh, I'd have a hard time recommending the show to just anybody. Um, like I said, my girlfriend knows nothing about the source material, so I'm really glad she's enjoying it. But I, I feel weird recommending it to somebody who doesn't necessarily know about the source material because I honestly I don't think it's like a well done show in, in a lot of regard but I'm enjoying it because I like The Witcher. I mean I, I think there's particular episodes that are really good um, the Law Surprise episode the Striga yeah, that was episode um, and uh, maybe the, the Jin episode is another good one. Oh and, and the, the, the Golden Dragon episode so that's four episodes that were like I thoroughly enjoyed that each had their own series segments that fucked sucked too. So it's like even those episodes weren't perfect episodes. I would say the but, stuff but, but it, on it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Flash. Uh, I would say the stuff that adapts directly uh, and doesn't change are like uh, remarkably faithful, actually. So the the things that they don't mess with, they do well in the book to TV adaptation. You know. That, so um, when they actually adapt the stuff, it's quite entertaining, I would say. I I I don't want to speak a whole lot on this because I don't remember exactly what was said. But it's worth saying the showrunner did somewhat defend some of these changes on Twitter. 
uh, in a lengthy yeah. Twitter conversation. And I saw that reported. And uh, again, you know, please, if anybody's listening to this, check that out on your own because I'm speaking hearsay and bullshit. But I seem to remember that I got the impression, skimming through it, that she seemed to, she seemed to actually care a lot about the source material and about the series. She seemed to understand how important it was, and she seemed to have her reasons for making those changes. Which, I, you know, I'm not, I have not read the source material, so I can't really fairly say whether that's okay or not. The changes that they made, or whether I would, I would have made those changes if I were in the same position. But I'm. I'm optimistic about season two, mostly because I feel like it was not nearly as bad as I expected. It was actually pretty good in a lot of it, in a lot of ways, and the showrunners seem like they got a handle on what they're trying to do. You know, I think this as season to- fell prey to try to, to to a few attempts at clever directing that didn't really work out, but I, I think agree. the bulk of what was there was pretty good. I think the next season's definitely going to be better than season one. And the explanation they gave sounded reasonable. Again, I haven't read the source seal either, but the way they said that, well, we had to introduce Siri in season one because you couldn't really just introduce this character who's so pivotal to the story in season two and just be like, okay, everything you know about monster hunting and, and the Witcher, that's actually meaningless. This character is, means everything to the right, story. Right. Like, my, I, my I understand that. My take on it is that the th- things she was saying were reasonable for the product they ended up making, but she is starting from a premise that necessitates the changes she's talking about, and the premise she's starting from didn't need to be the premise that sh- they would start from. You know what I mean? Like, they could have started uh, I... from a different place entirely in their thinking. They chose this path and then justified it later on, which... Again, doesn't necessarily make it a bad product because of that, uh, and I don't think it does really. But uh, it's only reasonable because this is the path that she and the writing team chose. I got kind of a funny question, Flask. Um, yeah. So what what we've been kind of getting at, but haven't explicitly said, is that in the books, this maybe we've explicitly said it. In the books, you only follow Geralt's point of view, and the first episode of the show, for example, Garrett's point of view takes that's the, that's his start of his point of view in the books too, right? And that takes place thirty years before the fall of Sentra. They and switch around a couple of the early stories in the TV show for some reason. Sure, like the, but the, for the, but more or less, essentially, like your your experience yes. of the story is from that point only from Garrett's point of view. So when Garrett is meeting Yennefer for the first time in episode five or six, you're also meeting her for the first time, and that's where you learn about her backstory and stuff like that, right? So what you're saying yes. is that you th- think that the story would have been better had they just done that format, and maybe you would have met Jennifer in episode 5, and maybe you would have met Siri in episode 7, but obviously the story was told well for the books, so it would probably work well for the show. Not necessarily, like, I'm not I'm not saying you're reducing the complexity of adapting it, but you do mm-hmm. feel like it would have worked. I think so, it would have. <laughs> my question for you, do you know if the Hexer was structured that way? I have no idea. <laughs> I never watched. I'm wondering how much of it is like, well, the Hexer was structured that way, and the Hexer fucking sucked, and people hated that show. So maybe we don't want to try to draw too many comparisons to it, and maybe we want to try something totally maybe. different. Just, just kind of talking out loud. But I also, as like a modern day, um, you know, premier television writer, I wouldn't necessarily want to compare any output I might have to some like Polish show from the 90s 
yeah you know like just i feel like the whole scale of like the quality is going to be higher regardless of what you choose to do yeah and uh we talk about the production a little bit but on that note i i thought the uh monsters were all right i think someone looked kind of 90s fantasy xena level funny but not but not many of them the guy in episode two that you talked about, I think on the last podcast, we know especially. <laughs> yeah, go, that man. guy was just wacky. I, I, you know what? I could get behind like a kind of corny '90s Xena style uh, Monster of the Week TV show. Like, I don't mind that. Didn't he say something really funny? To, oh God, I can't even remember what he said. Probably, I say funny things all the time. Yeah, I don't know about that. All right, fellas, uh, that's The Witcher. That's the official. Well, hang on. I was about to say that, but I can't. Uh, John, as the King of Keeley, what's your official declaration of the uh, Witcher television show? Uh, I give it two thumbs sideways. Two thumbs sideways. All right, that's uh, that's. Can I say one more thing? Pretty good. That I, that kind of encapsulates how I feel. But yeah, go ahead. I, one thing I definitely don't like is that they turn the antagonists of the story, the Nilfgaardians, into like dark Face, side yeah, people, evil. like villain yeah. evil villains when they're not that in the books or the games. I don't know why the they way they're the way they were playing coy. Uh, I guess all right, whatever. Anybody who cares already knows this. The way they're playing, they were playing coy with like devoting a whole episode to Dooney, which they had to, but then not ever like you know talking about Emir. Or the, mm-hmm. the king of Nilfgaard makes me feel like they're they wanted this season to develop the base characters, and next season they're going to develop the antagonists and the side characters and show you like, oh hey, you know these guys aren't so bad, and maybe a better television show would have managed to juggle all those balls. Yeah, in the introduction. You're probably but, right. Yeah, I mean they and on on that note, like a small note, I I think they did also say at some point the Nilfgaardian armor is going to go through a rework in between seasons. <laughs> I can't believe they actually used the Balzac armor after saying, no, it's not going to be there. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas, we're about 50-ish minutes in. I think uh, it's time for us to take a break, don't you guys? Sounds good. All right, cool. Well, we'll be back in a few seconds podcasting time. I'll talk to you all soon. But in the other timeline, we'll be 80 years in the past. We'll be about 10 minutes in the future. <laughs> what? Also, we don't I'm uh, all show any age, so hopefully our viewers get a uh, follow. Actually, <laughs> yeah, hyper please. age, I go through an entire life cycle in 10 minutes. I just I keep doing this. that. <laughs> uh, well, actually, you know, if you want to get into the particulars, um, three of us have different aging mechanisms, and two people just don't visually age. They should have put a goatee on the SQ or something. <laughs> He's well, like, he's uh, such or, a he he's such a young dude too. Like it just when when like a decade passes in between episodes and he's still like just this like young something fresh, you know, baby face kid. Like, ugh. I anyway. think he walks in in the episode and he's like, "Oh, Geralt, what's it been? Months, days, years, decades? Ha ha! The showrunners they don't know what they're doing." It's like, <laughs> tongue Our, like there was like one episode where like. Dandelion is kind of like annoyingly fall girl who's like pissed at something and like Geralt's like 
it's been a decade and you're still following me. And like, I like had a whiplash. I was like, what? It's been a decade? <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's go to break. Uh, real quick. <laughs> John, yeah. uh, just so you know, uh, Dragon Ball's out. Oh, it wasn't out before? Mm, uh, I, I, don't, I had downloaded it. I didn't even try it. Because I uh, woke I up and I started just, doing this. And... I just saw, uh, Jesus, I just saw on Twitter. Uh, when I was checking during the break, it got released. Like, it's fully out. That's funny. A bunch of nerds freaking out. Usually games come out at, like, noon, like, on the day they come out. And they were just... It was like a... And someone in the discussion, like, we all... I want a formal apology. What about people with, uh... How many times Terminal people... illnesses. What if they didn't last long enough to... Are you the fucking game? kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's the internet. They it's wouldn't have made it past the tutorial you know. anyway. <laughs> But <laughs> so they would have seen it in all its glory. Finally. They would have. They would have died during the Raditz fight. The burst of. Yeah. All right, all right, I'm done. I can't believe he died during the Raditz fight. The burst of adrenaline would have carried him through. <laughs> it would have saved his life. <laughs> the moment I stop this fight, I'm gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> oh my god! The power through. <laughs> Thanks, Flash, for collecting the energy to power us through the rest of this podcast. You're welcome. Welcome back, everyone. There you go. Thanks, Greg. Thank I'll you. I'll, I can't wait right. for my paycheck that I'm still waiting for, though. Right, Greg, you want to continue? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll host this since uh, you're not going to. All right, welcome back, play, everybody. Uh... We're going to play <laughs> one down, five up. <laughs> All right. We're going to play five up, one down. This is a game. We're going to celebrate 2019 by uh, each one of us is going to go around one by one. We're going to try to give five recommendations for stuff that we really, really enjoyed in 2019. Um, try to keep it relevant to calendar year 2019. Either like had some kind of major release or, um, you know, came into early access or out of early access in 2019. And uh, at the end of it, we're going to see if the five of us have, like, you know, one or two things that we all really, really enjoyed, like, really highlighted together. So, you know, Flask, give us... Oh, sorry. And on the flip side of that, the end of it, we're going to give one down, too. So we're going to give one unrecommendation, something that we really didn't enjoy in 2019. And for our hosts... You know, there's a quasi-gaming podcast, so some games are appreciated, but um, books, shows, movies, you know, whatever you enjoy media-wise relevant to 2019 is welcome. All right? I think right. I got it. All right. All right, all right. Flask, why don't you go ahead and start? What's uh, one up for you? Well, I will mention something that we touched on before, which is Outer Wilds. Andy hates that game. <laughs> I, well, I don't hate that game, dude. I've barely played it. Like down, down, down. I'll tell. I'll tell you what, though. Flask and I, we go way back. We're good friends, and we have very similar gaming chemistry, right? So, Chem yeah, I'm not. Things, I would be lying if I said that a lot of the impetus behind me continuing this game was not Flask recommending it to me. Like, I I, I honestly don't know if this would be a game I would tr try to keep playing in a world where 
I I didn't have Flask like saying that he really really connected to that game. I love space and I love figuring things out naturally. What can I say? And, and like when you say that, I feel like I really like the game. But <laughs> the reality is, all right, I'll relate one thing. All right, this is Flask's moment, so sorry, but I'll relate one thing like that encapsulates why it frustrates me. So I I land on this island, right? I found this thing, got a satisfying little pop up, ship log updated. When that happens, you found a clue or like made some kind of significant discovery. You know, you feel good. I found like five or six of those on this little island, right? Like, and there's like a small landmass, and I scoured this place up and down. I looked every which way. You know, I spent 15 minutes there, maybe, and that's a long time in that game. I go back to the ship log, and the ship log. You know, when you first load in, it like builds a tree of all your discoveries and connects them to the other discoveries you have. That's pretty much the only thing you have guiding your adventure, right? And I look on this island, and there's a fucking little yellow hazard sign that says there's more to be discovered here. And I swear to God, I fucking died. I went back to that island. I spent like the next like fucking 45 <laughs> minutes just like scouring the island, wondering what did I miss? What did I miss? I, I think what I mentioned to you afterwards is. Uh... Or after you told me that, is that's actually a pretty common experience to have that reaction to that. Um, and th the basic idea is that, like, you're not doing everything on a planet uh, in your first uh, landing there. It, it's much more, like, open-ended. You're going all over the place, uh, linking things to other, linking locations to other locations, coming back to places a lot. Um, and I think a lot of people... Believe me, you're not the only one who who, who oh, yeah. tries yeah, to complete sure. a place, a location, because that's the way you think in games. You know, that's the way I usually think. For um, sure. So it's it's you're, you're by no means the only one who felt that way, but I think it's it takes a change in your, uh, your the way you're completing the game. You know, the way you perceive it. Fair enough. I think that's a fair point. I'm gonna use uh, one down uh, for Andy. No, no. Uh, Flask, uh, before we move on, did you watch that no click documentary on the making of the Outer Wilds? I didn't yet because I opened like <laughs> the the dozen no clip documentaries that I have yet to watch that I got backlogged on, and I have been working my way through them <laughs> oh, back cool. up to Outer Wilds, so I haven't actually watched that one yet. If we have time towards the end, um, might want to touch on that because I, I really enjoyed no clip, but. Uh, okay, let's move on. Yeah. John, uh, you have one up you want to give us? Yeah, I'll throw one up at you. Uh, we'll keep in line with video games. And I'm going to steal it, and I'm going to say Disco Elysium. Oh, shit. You bastard! Uh, <laughs> I would say it's... But and I, I, I'm just kind of quickly looking through, like, top games of 2019. Uh, you know, it's been a long year. I think it was definitely the most pleasant surprise this year, and and, and that can like controls in that category too, because I knew nothing about the game until you mentioned it. But uh, it really came out of nowhere, and you know it wasn't like a game I was looking forward to and had the hype. So just like wow, this looks good, and it is good. I think honestly, if you even go back and see your, your reaction on the Game Awards podcast, you weren't loving the game, like it. it I think you were interested, but like 
you were talking about how it was a lot of reading and how you didn't really get it, you know, play it a whole lot. Like, I think, I, I don't think that game grabbed you immediately, if I, correct me if I'm wrong. No, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go in all the way. I mean, I did, I did vote it for quite a few categories for, you know, the King of Keeley, but, uh, but I was, for sure, I think, that, that I was a I different was, context. I think though. I was only on, I wasn't even past day one yet, so I didn't want to go overboard and be like, this is like, the next game, but after, you know, right. I, I probably took like 30 hours to beat it around my playtime. Uh, yeah, afterwards, yeah, definitely, definitely might even be my game of the year. You guys know me really well. What's what do you up, think dude? I, what, do you think I like that game? Dude, you basically are the main character, you know? I, I mean? genuinely think, <laughs> I genuinely think that game, I think that game would ask a lot of you. Be just it wouldn't go against because the after that conversation from yeah. before. I say it is a lot <laughs> of reading, and it is uh, in, in a fictional world. So I, you know, but, it, but it's it, a lot it would of ask like, a lot of you, but like you would really like it if you got into it. I think like, you would. You would. Your, like, your brain yeah, would be content. very tickled by it. I think it'd be a good game to watch you play. I would love to watch you play that. Actually, <laughs> we, that. we could do that. One hundred percent. I would love to watch you play that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, be fun. Uh, maybe I'll check it out. That's yeah, that's my first up. Cool. Greg, what's your first up? My first up is Yakuza Kiwami 2. Oh yeah? Yeah. I'll translate that. Uh Thug <laughs> Life 2. Yakuza oh, is a series okay, of cool. games and uh, <laughs> Kiwami is the uh well first of all I think it means extreme. And uh, it's just like a remake of the, the second game. Yeah. Right. That was a... Uh, I played it on the PC. It came out May 9th, 2019. This one's on Game Pass? They just released the Yakuza on Game Pass, right? Was uh, this one? Did, no, no, they probably released it. Oh, really? I think it was zero, I didn't right? see that. Play that, Andy. Dude, that's, Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to download that tonight one. if that's true. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I love the Yakuza games. I was literally just asking you guys the other day what Yakuza, what Yakuza game I should start with. There you go. Start with Zero. Cool. Shenmue 1. Uh, <laughs> Vito, ignore uh, Flat. Uh, Vito, what's your one-up, friend? Uh, I'm going to start off with a non-gaming uh, one, and it's okay. the HBO series Chernobyl. Okay, uh, great. It's five-episode... Uh, series, uh, hour-long episodes. I watched the entire thing on a plane ride, and I fucking loved it. It was so intense. You should definitely check it out, especially since okay. it'll take only five hours of your time. When we're talking about like some of these other games on the list, that's that's honestly not a whole lot of time. What? Uh, Cutting out a bit. Oh, sorry. I was saying when we're talking about the other games on this list, that's honestly not a whole lot of time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a, it's a sh and it's oh, bang for your buck, man. It's so good, and it's based on a true story. I think we all know that. I mean, it, it basically is a true story, but it's like a dr uh, dramatized. D yeah, details are certainly changed. Yeah, um, generally, and I just didn't realize how close the world was to a, a global disaster. Um, it, it's fucking... Just watch it. It is really good. Okay, cool. Um, For my first up, I'm going to put forth Risk of Rain 2, which came into early access into 2019. And 
that game, man, if you played Risk of Rain 1, Risk of Rain 2 is much the same type of game. It's just three dimension. But like, as a fan of the first game, I really enjoyed it. Or I, I was able to benefit a lot just from knowing all the items and shit. It's a roguelike. Uh, the different classes, one of those types of games, but really solid. Me, John, and Greg have got some solid hours out of it. They've also done a really good job of adding a lot of content through early access. I mean, every time we come back to the game, there's new characters unlocked, there's new levels, there's new bosses, you know. I think it's going into full release in a couple months. So, yeah, good-ass game. I agree. Good thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flask, it's time yes. for your second up. Oh, by the way, Let me ask I'm you. saying I, I'm 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 defining numbers by these. I really shouldn't be because this is not an ordered list of right, uh, no. your preferences. But go ahead, sorry. Um, let me ask you: When uh, repeats come up from other people's ups, do yes. we just say them anyway? Yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and say that. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't okay. care. I mean, it's, no, it's I'm your, just saying, it's, like... It's, it's your list. We're just all talking about it with each other, you know? You don't have to, like, yeah, yeah. curate it in any way based on how other people are doing it. Okay. Um, I'm not saying this next one is a repeat. I'm just... Yeah, that's that. fine. That's fine. Uh, well, so this is an ongoing TV show. So it had a season in 2019, but... That's, that's, that, that's yeah. valid. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, I, oh yeah? I, ca I caught up okay. on it uh, in 2019 after not watching it for <laughs> seven seasons or whatever it is, the seven eight seasons. Um, so I'm a big fan of The Office. Um, it's like one of my comfort shows from when I first watched it as it was airing. Um, and it has <clears throat> not quite uh, as good a vibe as that for me. But it, it definitely, I could see it becoming like a comfort show in the future if I was of a mind in that it's just like great to, to just have on, you know, and it's mildly funny <laughs> throughout. It's not like, it's never uproarious. It's just always pretty good. I'm a big Andy Samberg fan and I've seen a couple oh, yeah. episodes of that. I thought it was mildly funny. Yeah, it's mildly funny <laughs> throughout. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen, I don't know how much I've seen. I've seen a handful, of, more than a handful of episodes. I like it. I give it a thumbs up. It has good parts. I give it a one thumb sideways. I give it one. <laughs> no, I give it one thumbs up and one thumb sideways. Dude, what is Samber going to say, Vito? Hey, he knows I love his He's going to see that. Hot, Hot Rod's like one of the funniest movies of all time. That That's cool that you like that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would not have pegged... Uh, you as a fan of that show, but I also don't know a whole lot about it, so there might be more to it on this. Yeah, show. I gave it a shot and it worked for me. Cool, John, it's your turn. What's the King Achilles second up? I'm gonna go with El Camino. That was the oh Netflix yeah, the, the Breaking movie, Bad thing. Uh, Breaking Bad wasn't necessary. They didn't need to do it, uh, but I thought it was. I thought it was handled well. I enjoyed it. Good fan service. All around good. And, and, I don't have the timestamp. I'll have to get it for next episode. There's a scene in the movie where somebody's doing dishes and they have the same plates and bowls as I do. Oh. <gasps> what? Paper? Wow. Why were they washing that? <laughs> Fucking wrecked. <laughs> no, they're not. 
It's funny with how much I like that show that Why I Why do you wash it. your paper plates, John? <laughs> No, they're like these green and like, uh, I don't want to say brown because it makes it look sound ugly, but green, earthy color, kind of like a uh, plate and bowl combo. It's, uh, it's Jesse's parents. They're, they're, they're... Post the link. Post the link to the you know, set. You know, what, All right, you know what's kind of funny about that, John? The, the Vince Gilligan, who makes the show, is like famous for talking about like how much he obsesses about the colors in every scene. So like, those yeah. plates were handpicked for some reason. <laughs> like, he... He wanted, like, it, this wasn't a casual decision. Like, he obsessed over that to some degree. Like, the color of, like, their their place. I couldn't believe it when cause... I seen him, dude. I did a double take. I stopped the movie. I went back. I said, I know those plates. Hey, John, I, I got a funny anecdote. You want to hear about how my friend Eric's slow friend explained the show to me and why I, I thought the movie was going to be shit at first? Dude, I hope he's not listening to this right now. <laughs> I will it's hear it. Eric. That's messed up. <laughs> He's not actually slow. It's just he's a funny guy, but he he we're going out. He comes out with us. You know he he just seen the movie. He comes out. He's like, yeah, I just saw El Camino. Sucked. And I, I was like, what? Really? I was like, man, I really liked Breaking Bad. That sucks. And he's like, yeah, man. Like half the movie was flashbacks. And I was like, what? Like they just like cut like <laughs> scenes from the show into the movie. Like there's no way that like they did this kind of cash grab. But like. This isn't well, all happening like, at once. Uh, so I'm like a brief in the conversation. But like me and Eric are talking to each other, and they're like, and like Eric and I are like devastated because we both really like that show. And we're you like, watch like the catch dude. up to the movie or something. And then like no, and then he was like, well, I mean they were like new scenes, but still. And I was like, okay, okay that's totally different. <laughs> I don't. There were. I'm trying to think. There might have been like a couple minutes of flashbacks. You <laughs> think there wasn't even that much flashback? Yeah, I don't even know what play. We we gave him we gave him a lot of shit for just like casually like like talking about how bad the flashbacks were, but like not specifying that they it, it wasn't like recut material. Like he was definitely implying it was like recut material was bullshit. Right. Uh, for the record, for everyone at home, one hour, twenty minutes, roughly nine seconds. That's my play, baby. Okay, All right, cool, cool. Gregory, second up. All right, so I guess everyone, since they're doing like a TV show or movie, I'm gonna go with uh, the boys. Ooh, Ooh yeah, you guys, you guys actually watched I that together, didn't you? Forgot yeah. about this one, dude. I love the boys. It was so it's... good. I am so excited for the new season. I don't know when it's coming out, or it's even announced it's coming out. So I don't think I told you guys this, and actually I wasn't gonna tell you guys this. I probably shouldn't say it, especially on this podcast. Um, mm, I don't know. Making me nervous. I had a veto moment. Shocking. Go oh, on, man. Please. So I, I, on, I really like. I, I shouldn't do this. I really liked the boys. I thought it was great. Um, so I'm watching it with my girlfriend. We watched the first episode. Crazy. Okay, and we're both like, "Yo, this is really cool." My girlfriend's like, "Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty uh, interesting." She's like, "I don't know if I liked that they kind of just jump into the show and they don't." Like, oh my god, you skipped a season! I started with the season. I started with the last episode. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know how it happened. You know what it was? Fuck? I was using like. A, I don't know if I should say this either, but I. Uh, I, I would I, not say I, that. I, I, I know you're gonna say. I don't say that. Okay, well, I started Mito, with the Mito last was not, episode. Mito was not being very ethical about how he was watching the show, and he 
he right, but answered I, a brain did... teaser the wrong way and he got sent down a wormhole. To him. <laughs> <laughs> Those brain story, teasers dude. are hard, man. Happened to all of us. Yeah, happened to every single one of us. Don't don't lie. Um, yes, yeah, I, I watched the first episode, the last episode first, not realizing it until the third episode, and then I was like, and then it then it it all clicked, and uh, and then I watched season through. <laughs> Didn't make it any worse. It was a great. It was still a great show, though. Did Even anyone I knew else everything that was going to happen? Did anyone else? There was a. Comics? Oh, sorry. No, I no, didn't. I'd never even heard of it. I I, I read the I read the, I read the I read the comics. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> there was some anime on Netflix. I remember I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time for the first time, and I'd seen it. Well, sorry, I had seen it before. It was her first time. I was like showing it to her, and I remember like. For some reason, it was like a weird rights issue, but like, it might have been like Death Note or Growing Log On or something, but episode 8 was gone. <laughs> so we went from episode 7 to episode 9, and like at the start of episode 9, it's talking about, oh my god, I can't believe that major character just died. And like, we're like, what? Like, did he seriously just die off screen? And like, <laughs> I like, I'm like looking like at the episode description or something that I see is like episode 7, episode 9. Oops. So weird. Why? It's crazy. It almost makes it feel like lending links are the way to go. Because you I'm never lose anything like, with lending links. I'm, I might have even mentioned this on the podcast before, or maybe I mentioned it offline, but when I was watching The Sopranos, there was one episode of season four that it wanted me to rent it. Like, right. nothing I could do could fix it. Like I, like, I could open all the episodes on Prime, so it wasn't like a weird thing where I was like logged out or my Prime subscription was lapsed. So it was just like, one episode I had to watch through other means. Rita, what's your second up? Second up, what's up? Um, I'll do uh, I'll do another non-gaming one. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, dude, I I'm not gonna lie, I like that was that, literally man. my next one. That was literally my here. one up. I, I'm not. I was, I, that was my second up. I love that movie. It was, it was, it was such a good so movie. good. Charming. I mean, I think it was very different from other Tarantino movies. Um, and so, yeah. like, surprising, too. Like, oh the way that God. he plays with that premise, it's so fun. And, like, and it's a it's, movie it, about It's like movies. a dream. Like, the yeah. movie is like a dream. You know what I mean? It In, in all the best ways. Like, Not it, that I was around during that time period, but I haven't seen a movie depict uh, like a time and a place so well. I don't I don't really care all that much about award shows, and it's up for a lot of Oscars. I I haven't seen a lot of the movies from last year, but like easily it's my, you know, easily of the movies I saw, it's my best picture. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm... I liked it too. It's basically both of our turns there, because I, I seriously was going to say that next. So, uh, I'm going to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's my second up. And, uh... Great Minds. Flask. What is your third up? You can skip me this time, because I was going to say Chernobyl for number three. Okay. So I Flask highly recommend it. <laughs> Sorry! Oh my, I guess it's my turn, huh? And you're <laughs> right. <Sure. laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I discovered the show this year. 
Uh, it's an old show. Not old, it's still going on. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's Absolutely top tier hilarious. I will watch that with you, dude. That show. No, is I've so already. I've, well, I've seen everything that's on Amazon, but I mean, I'd watch it again. I, uh, man, <laughs> that shows. I didn't finish it, but I seen like the first two seasons. Oh, dude, recently. I'll watch this all year of them. too, actually. And I, I, I thought it was hilarious, especially like <laughs> if you like Seinfeld or It's Always Sunny in Philly, kind of similar. Especially yeah. as a major Seinfeld fan, like especially the Seinfeld reunion season like the way they handled that was so good i love that so much absolutely uh, I, I didn't know it was still ongoing i think uh yeah new season well i think the last season was like 2017 but there's a new season starting yeah it may have already they, started they do wanna, it's starting this year though they know it's only like season 12 or 13 but by this point they do want one every couple of years that was a good one. I, I still need to watch that, but it sounds like my worst nightmare. Also, <laughs> it's always that? sounded like that, just because the humor is based on the discomfort of the main character. Oh, it's so yeah. Oh, yeah. David. I don't even like uh, Larry. Oh, I love Larry, dude. Uh, I, know I mean, I like him as a character, to. but as a person, he's yeah, just I know. like a you're piece of shit. To, but I still do. Well, I identify. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you watched and do you enjoy Nathan for you? Uh, I watch it and I enjoy it, but I also like am hurt physically by it. You have a hard I, time watching it, yeah. I enjoy it's it, like, but same, I hurt same time. thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Nathan for you is a great ass show. Very funny. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it. I just revisited that also recently. It's fucking brilliant. The dumb Starbucks episode had me. Oh, like, it's so good. Throwing up with laughter. Bleh. Greg, what is your third up? Alright, I'm gonna go with an anime this time. No! Jesus Sorry. Christ! Uh, I'm gonna go with The Rising of the Shield Hero. For my anime. A shield Hero? Yeah. That's oh, okay. just a full name of it. Uh, yeah. It was, uh... It's one of my favorite mangas. Uh, I have only one of the light novels. And, uh, it was a good anime. And it's getting another season. I don't know when. But it's uh, it's great. What makes him the shield hero? Uh, he gets transported to another world, and he there's four secret weapons, and he gets the shield. I thought you were saying he got transported into a shield. <laughs> My head sucks, dude. Uh, I mean, there's other Japanese anime kind of like that, where one guy gets put into a sword. I'm sure there's many kinds of Japanese anime. Listen, we can go a lot. I mean, I I'm forgot gonna... that. I do one anime because I was gonna do like JoJo, but I was like, ah, fuck that. That one isn't because... Isekai, right? The Shield Hero one. Yes. Okay. I'm a, uh, I'm what you call an Isekai fool, because I think they're <laughs> awesome, even though they're completely overrated and they're uh, drowning the economy, yeah. the anime economy. Uh, I don't know right. anything about anime. I don't watch anime, but I always like hearing Chris talk about anime. <laughs> I know you mentioned that before. Uh, just I, I just how much you, you, you enjoy it and like genuinely derive pleasure from it. it I agree with That's, you. Like on, I just, it's on not... a sincere level, like I, I do I, I actually do like listening to you talk about anime because like can I, uh, it's cool. It's can cool we real talk real quick? interested in things like that. So, so. I could go on for an, with anime for hours. So but the other day Noxa was with me. And we were like sitting there waiting for people to join. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to watch some anime while uh, we're waiting. And he goes, what are you watching? I was, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch. Uh, I'm not even going to say the name. 
But I'm like, I'm watching this, and he goes, oh, throw it up. And I'm like, you're not going to like it, dude. You're not going to like it. And I keep repeating it. It's like, throw it up. Throw it up. <laughs> so we watch it. I, it's kind of like silent for most of the time. And when it's over, he's like, let's never talk about this again. <laughs> dude, I, oh, I mean, I did not that dramatic, but I remember there was one anime, the three of you watched, you know, you, Greg, and, or sorry, you, John, and Brendan. And uh, I remember, uh, was it Goblin Slayer maybe? But like, dude, I, I, joined, I, I joined for like one fucking... episode. There was like a like a bunch of rape happening and shit. I was like, oh, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, dude, I love Goblin Slayer. I have a Goblin Slayer figure behind me. You have all the manga, no? Like, uh, I, I have I got... three or Didn't four I... volumes. I got you all the mangas uh, at some point or something. Were you the one that got them? I thought it was Noxo. No, it was me. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think Noxo. Yeah, you never thank me for yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noxo took the credit for that, dude. <laughs> my Amazon history is forever uh, uh, destroyed. Dude, I don't believe you. Uh, I super appreciate it, because I love Goblin Slayer. I, I got you, like, every edition like of the, the manga. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I think the three volumes, the first three, the first three volumes. I had to, like, look that up and find out what it was, man. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not the same person <laughs> I almost exclusively read manga over anime. Why isn't anyone buying me all the Volumes. <laughs> oh, you get, you get it. You get it elsewhere. Yeah, we're the my anime. manga, right? <laughs> What'd you say? Speaking of manga, a lot of like old manga, right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. No manga is gonna like, end up on yeah, this that's list. Our, uh, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read that's tons where, of manga. That's from where days. Uh, we're different. Because I read a lot of like the new mangas. Yeah. That I refuse to uh, name. Dude, I, I don't like starting up new manga. <laughs> I don't like well, setting up new manga sorry, anymore. Because uh, I don't Vito. keep up with it. I think it's about time that I heard about your third up. A third up. Um, third up. Uh, I'll go with uh, Control. Uh, God I was... damn it. Sorry. He took Control. Sorry. <laughs> nice one, dude. Um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, didn't know much about it. Um, barely heard that it existed, and then I think Andy recommended it, picked it up, fucking loved it, um, and we did a whole episode about it, so you don't have to hear me talk about it anymore. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, when, as soon as I heard on a podcast that this was a game for the people who made Alan Wake, and it had kind of a similar type of spooky paranormal thing going on, and that it seemed to be really good, I, I knew I had to play it. And the game more or less lived up to my expectations. Like, I, I actually think that my hype was fairly calibrated for the experience I got in another game. Um, but yeah, we, we had a whole podcast about it. That that was also my third up, so... Vito. <laughs> I, got, I got some ones Vito can't touch coming up, though. I know that for a fact. I'm in your head, right. Andy. Flask. Number four. Uh, Number you- four. I'm going to cheat a little bit on this one, like a tiny smidge, smidge cheat. Because most of the stuff that I, you know, watch, read, listen to, whatever, is not from the current year. It's from years past. Um, so this this one is a book from November of 2018. But I read it in 2019. Um, Fire and Blood. Uh, hang on. So, sorry. Um, John? Yeah. As the king of Keeley, are you alright with that? Oh, 
I just want you to imagine me looking down my ivory tower upon the peasant village. I will allow it. Oh, thank God. All right, Flask, go ahead. Fire and Blood, uh, George R. R. Martin's Fire and Blood, his uh, history really? of the Targaryen dynasties. It's, it's that good. Uh, yeah, it, it for me. Let's, let's make that qualifier. I am a person who likes reading wiki entries for stuff I'm interested in. <laughs> so this is like a great book for me because it's... It's basically like a narrative version of an entire wiki for like the Targaryen dynasty. It's right, just like right. it's like story story formatted info about all of these uh, people, this lineage, this family. Is it's it, actually the like, the narrator is an in universe character as a historian. Yeah, like all his recanting books. Recanting these a, events, right? right? Yeah, like all his books, it's some maester. Um, so it's it's like it's biased by that maester's viewpoint, like like all these books are, um, which is a fun like <laughs> way. To right, I, I always like the unreliable narrator. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's it's surprisingly engaging. Some of the stuff in it is um, is brought over from another work. I don't know, World of Ice and Fire or whatever. But there's enough new stuff and in the full package i it's surprisingly engaging for a person who likes game of thrones or uh song of ice and fire um so i'd, I'd recommend it to song of ice and fire readers yeah i mean honestly it, it had my complicated feelings towards that series as as the weight has gone on mm-hmm. uh that i think that book came out at a time when i was just like annoyed or just not interested in the series really by now like by now i'm mostly apathetic to the fact that like we're still waiting on book six because like whatever i mean i'm not you know i'm perfectly happy if george r R. martin does whatever the hell he wants to do for the rest of his life you know in my Mm -hmm. opinion he should do that that being said that book had never i never picked that book back up on my radar because i didn't actually expect a history book would be compelling do you typically compelling. find that type of stuff compelling? Like fictional his I mean, I, I guess it's kind of a no, niche not thing. really. It's hard, it's hard to say. <laughs> okay, interesting. It's, it's so, yeah, you're there right. There is it's something to that book like, that's like a different type of quality than. Yes, I would say so. And there's okay, uh, cool. we just got the news that the the television adaptation called House of Dragons is going to be coming out in 2022. So I guess read it now, and then you'll be prepared for that. If I you was want not to. aware that was a thing. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's going to have an adaptation. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, what's your number four? Number four. We're gonna go with the Vigi game. Uh, I think it was this year. Yeah, uh, Void Bastards. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay, I I played that game. I liked it. I liked it a lot. You know me. I like my roguelites. Uh, I like the style of the game. It's a roguelite. You're like a prisoner in this uh, dystopian. Uh, I don't even know, you know, whatever, future, you gotta get your shit back to work, and then, uh, you know, you shoot some stuff, and, uh, you kill guy, kill guy many good, you know? The, the fun part about it is that, like, when you, when you die, you're, like, the AI who's directing on the mission just kind of, like, pulls another prisoner out of, like, cryo sleep from, like, a, like, a shopping array, and, like, that, each new prisoner has, like, a different 
sets of baggages, like debuffs, like, oh, this guy's a smoker, so he's going to be coughing all the time, and it's going to be harder for him to, you know, uh, stay quiet. Um, I like that game, too, a lot. I think that I, that game would have captured me a little bit better, and I probably would have finished it if there was, like, a bit more diversity in uh, ship layouts and events that happen and monsters, but it's a really, really solid, cool roguelike game. I agree. My my main um, no, uh, dislike of the game, I guess, my main criticism is that there there is like even though it's a roguelite, there is you're playing like a story. You're trying to get your ship like repaired so that you can uh, whatever get back to civilization space. And you know you're going through, and you you know you can go to like you said different ship layouts of the map and go wherever you want. Right. But ultimately, you're always headed towards that. Uh, and I think they did add a free like DLC. To add like little challenges and stuff, but I just wish there was maybe like an endless mode or some other objective besides just ultimately fixing your ship. Okay, yeah, I agree. You know, I, I do wish that there was a bit more to that aspect of the game. As far as roguelikes go, though, you know. Oh, good. sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's it. Just thumbs up. Thumbs up, uh, one thumb sideways. Alright, that's a good rating system. Greg, what's your fourth up? <laughs> My fourth up is going to be a Plague Tale, in a sense. Oh, right. And you said that you had had a lot to say about the game that, you, that uh... I... Yeah, I had a lot to say, uh, but then I deleted it, so I have nothing to say now. But, um... Oh. It was... <laughs> I, well, I wanted to talk about, like, a lot of the shit. I just don't remember what I wrote down. But right, it was right. such a good game. Like, I played through the whole thing in, like, a single sitting, because I just did not want to stop playing it. What it was, game is this? It's a, so it's a story game where you're in, like, France during the uh, plague, but it's also, like, kind of a... I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. It's uh, very fiction-y, because it's got rats in it, and that's, like, the main enemy is... Well, rats just, are real, Greg. Oh, I hate well, rats. No, hordes I'm saying, like, of rats. Millions, yeah, millions of rats, dude, where... But, but like, is it just, like, a... It's like a, it's like a walk-around game, right? Is there combat in it? There's or... combat. Okay, it's there's like a linear so, adventure, though. So what, what the combat is, is you play as this girl, Amicia, and you get a sling with rocks. Okay. So, basically, all I'm doing, uh, like, I'm in one of the towns... And I just spent most of my time just swinging rocks at people, hitting them in the head, or hitting their torch or lantern out of their hand, and the rats would just rip them apart. Oh my god, that is kind of cool. It's uh, so it they was... only attack in the dark. Yes, they're they like they're afraid of light, so people are like trying to like they're like walking around, they're like trying to keep the fire like so nothing comes near them, and you can just smash the fire out of their hand, and the rats will just rip them apart. Okay, so there's like a stealth element. Yes. But there's also, like, really, like, I don't want to, I, I can't really say anything because it spoils a lot, but there's, like, some crazy, uh, like, fantasy shit with it also. Mm, I'm looking at a little bit of, uh... They spoiled a bunch of it right during now, the, uh, during the Game Awards, actually. <laughs> they actually yeah, spoiled, yeah, like, a big fight. <laughs> in, in, like, one of the, like, the trailer they showed for the nomination, right? Yep. I was like, oh, they're just yeah. gonna show the, one of the major bosses, alright, whatever. I think I'll check this out. Is it implying that there's going to be more games because there's like a semicolon? Oh, uh, maybe. I'm sure because there's a bunch of other characters. Like there's a, 
the Alchemist Apprentice, there's uh, the Blacksmith Son, and there's these two thief kids. I'd like to see a story with the Alchemist Kid, because I think his story was, uh, like, the stuff he goes on about is pretty cool. Like, he's, uh, you're basically trying to help your brother, and uh, you're going to find his doctor. Like, and you find, basically, the place is being overrun by rats, and you find his, uh, his apprentice, and you find out his apprentice tells you he got bit by a rat, and he's sick, and he's dying. And the apprentice is trying to basically figure out a cure for everything. And he's just like, oh my, I, like, I can't do this, I need to find a cure, I need to use my, uh, my master's work. It's really good. Really good. I definitely recommend it. Okay. I think it's on the Game Pass. Alright, yeah, I might check it out. That sounds really interesting. Vito, what's your number four? Number four is Resident Evil 2. Um, cool. Yeah. It was just a great... Uh, gave me a lot of hours of gameplay. I wish it was longer. Obviously, with the original game, it wasn't very long, but I played through it multiple times. And... Um, just a well-polished, spooky, really good game. And now I'm excited for Nemesis. Did you see the update of the demo for it? Yeah. Which is weird. Nemesis. Yeah, they just, they just updated it out of the door where Nemesis just uh, says stars. That's so neat that they took the time. Like, yeah. I mean, who's even playing the demo now? I agree, like, yeah, that, for sure. That's cool. Capcom, uh... I, I wish that they had been... Way. A bit more ambitious with redesigning some of the later portions of the game that were critically panned on their design even in the 90s and the original yeah i mean not that those games are panned but there were certain aspects of the original that were commonly very commonly criticized and those aspects were more or less not touched which i respect to a certain degree but part of me thinks they made so many like innovations and changes that were good that they could have gone the extra mile. Redesign the lab a little bit, make the sewer section a little better. You know? I love the sewer section. The, the, uh, like the alligator fight? Yeah, I Great. I like them, but, like, you know, they're a little tedious, a little long, a little, like, I think, uh, boring. I get it's, what you're it's, saying. It's not nearly, like, the game is never as interesting as it is when you're inside the police station. That's what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, but then I feel like you're trusting the developers too much to, like, make decisions like that, and that's when you get remakes that like they change something that didn't need to be changed and they start ruining games you know fair enough but slippery slope i do feel like that. we can trust those developers i mean i i only sure. say that because i trust those developers i understand what you're saying yeah, that's, that's, um, my, that's my four up okay my four up is going to be death road to canada I don't really want to talk a whole lot more about it because I've, I've probably talked a little bit about it on most of the podcasts so far here and there. But I think so. Yeah, it's just a really good multiplayer uh, roguelike game. We should uh, check that out more as a group. Well, what we did play as a group, I really enjoyed I'd like to play with that. I don't know, because I've only played that game by myself. Flask, your final up. All right. Can I package two movies into my fifth Dude, why do you break the rules every <laughs> chance you get? Alright, how how connected are they? Not at all. Mm. Alright, well, right, hang on a second. I, King, I'll, I'll propose a compromise. Yeah. He may do this, but I'm going to put it on the clock. 
He has 30 seconds to justify both movies. And? He has to cut a pinky off. The king has spoken! <laughs> I'm, I'm satisfied. <laughs> so, Flash, oh. you'll have 30 seconds oh. to talk <laughs> about both movies. I got a timer. Why are you cutting you your finger off? Or you can just pick one. And I'll, I'll take that. my 30 seconds. Have, we can we can do an honorable mention round two, time pending, as well. Do you want me to time it? Sure. I got a time go. I'll do it in oh. 30 seconds. I'll, I'll start. Don't worry about the time, Flash. I'll start as soon as you start <laughs> talking about it. I'll know when to start. Okay. Uh, these two movies are both on streaming, one on Amazon, one on Netflix. Uh, first is Under the Silver Lake, which is a weird movie starring uh, Andrew Garfield. And it's kind of like a mystery thing set in L.A. And it's, it's weird and I like it for some 13 reason. 13 seconds. Uh, the other one is I Am Mother on Netflix. It's a sci-fi movie. Uh, it's unlike most other sci-fi movies made with that kind of budget. It does not insult a sci-fi fan's intelligence. And it features robots and AI, and I like that kind of stuff. Enough! Time. Now, that was perfect. That was, that was incredibly succinct and on the, like, I'm impressed. What was the name <laughs> of that last one? I Am Mother. I Am Mother. The first yeah, one is cool. Under the Silver Lake. John? Uh, my last one. Your last? Up. Uh... I have some ideas. I have too many ideas in my head. That's a problem. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone said it. And uh, I think I am the first person to get the game, so I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, Streets of Rogue. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Vito talked about well, we talked about that quite a bit earlier, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember Vito game. mentioned it, but you know, for the ups, uh, the cool game. You know, I love my roguelites. Uh, it caught my attention. It, you know, I initially when I seen it, I thought it was um, gonna be pretty close to like uh, what is it, Prison, uh, the Escapist? Yeah, the Escapist. escapist? Yeah, yeah. 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 Gotta play that dude. We do. We only yeah, we still have a few more escapes. And I really like that a game. A lot more. But this game is, is certainly different. And there's enough depth. I think I have like 50 hours. There's enough depth where you can keep going. And, you know, it's co-op. It's always more fun with the boys. Yeah. You get a lot more uh, hours of entertainment coming from it. So this is for you guys, really. But um, So I never got or liked Space Station 13. But after playing Streets of Rogue, is it kind of similar? Because now I kind of want to go back and play uh, it. Uh, actually, really. well, I... I mean, well, I, fuck that game. Well, okay. I wouldn't say not really. I think, I think in, in an ideal way or in an ideal universe, there would be a lot more similarities between the games. Like on a on a high level, they're 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 pretty similar games actually. But on the execution of that, like the control scheme to Space Station Thirteen is such a barrier to entry that if I didn't learn it years ago, there was no way I think I would learn the game now. You know, I was I. I, I don't know. I I honestly I love that game, but I'm not ever gonna like try to bug anybody to play it that doesn't already know how to play it because it's it's a big it's a big ask. I always felt like I was missing something because I would play with you guys every now and then, and it seemed like everyone was having a blast, and I like saw you guys were doing cool stuff, but I just couldn't get into it. And I thought yeah, the, pro the problem is, is like somewhere. it's it's not just as simple as like finding the cool stuff because. You also can't die in the first 10 minutes and sit for 45 minutes and have fun, you know? Like, you gotta find the cool stuff, and you also gotta survive, you know? Like, 
when you get into the rhythm of it, especially when you're with a crew of people, it, it, it is a blast, and I would love to play that game more. I think Dude, just wait for the new thing. Uh, yeah, they, I think they are doing like a new thing. I think the spirit of the game is very similar. It'd be like if everyone, like if you were playing like a 16-man Streets of Rogue, however, yeah, the, the, the barrier to entry, the control, like I've played the game a dozen times, and I still don't get the fucking controls completely. Yeah. I just, it, it boggles my mind. And then, on top of that, uh, and I mean, it's good for the complexity of the game, and, you know, it, it's fine, but, like, if you're playing most of the roles, you gotta, like, look up on, like, an, like an actual, like, Wikipedia. Oh, you, you always gotta have a Wikipedia. How to do this stuff. But, I think the spirit of the game is almost, I think it is very Streets of Rogue. Yeah, I agree. That's actually a very apt comparison. I haven't thought about that before. Greg, what's your final up? So, I was going to put Divinity. Because we played that last year. Well, hang on hang on a second. Well, it sounds okay. like you're trying to sneak in two into one here. No, no. I'm not. I, like I said, I was going to put okay. Divinity. Okay. Because we played it last year. But what I'm going to pick... Is Final Fantasy fourteen? Okay. I would have thumbs down Divinity anyway. I was gonna everyone's shocked. <laughs> but we picked it. We had to say, I looked when it came out. It came out in 2017. Uh, Although we have played it this year. Yeah, it was like we played it all. One of the greatest games uh, ever made. But, uh, yeah. I think mean, it's a pretty loose connection to 2019, but I would have But I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Shadowbringers, uh, Final Fantasy. Cool, cool. I've uh, made some... Some of my... Uh, I've met some very good people there. I've got very good friends from that game. Or made cool. some very good friends. Cool, and you've, you've talked about that before, I think. Final Fantasy fourteen. Probably. I like to uh, talk a lot. Right. Not on this podcast, I mean, but I think episode two. Or one. Or three. Who knows? Vito, your final up. Uh, I had trouble with the final up because I have uh, poor memory. Um, but I'll just give it to my friend Pedro because that's what I'm playing right now. It came out in 2019 <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. Nice, dude. Alright. I will, for my final up, total off the wall suggestion here Mother of Learning. Uh, it's another web serial that I really dug my hands. I got really into it in 2019. Spent a lot of time reading it, a lot of my downtime. Uh, it's pretty long, and uh, got a lot of updates in 2019, and it was originally slated to be finished in 2019, hence, hence the relevance. It will actually probably be finished next week. So what it is, is um, it's a story about Zorian, who is a mage, fairly average, going to magic school. And there's a world where, like, everybody is, like, goes to, like, normal school until they're, like, 18. And if you got the chops, you go to, like, magic college, Right. He's entering his junior year at Magic College, and he just wants to, like, you know, become better at some things, blah, 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 blah. Uh, within, like, a month, or after 30 days there at Magic College, he goes to this celebration of sorts, and a major attack from an enemy nation, like, starts calling, puts everything into shit. And some crazy magic shit happens where Zorian gets thrown into a time loop of that 30 days. So the story starts with Zorian trying to figure out what's going on with his invasion using that 30 days as like a groundhog day loop to get better at magic and stuff like that. But 
uh, it really reaches some very interesting heights and it's easily my favorite time travel story i love them loops love them loops dude i'm always I'm I, a sucker for loops and that was really fucking good like the way that they do the loops there and the way that they're able to deliver an explanation for the construct of everything like these weird loops and everything that feels satisfying and feels thematically resonant it, it's impressive and i am going to get back to that i i, I read the first part of it and then didn't right. go back and to see it get updated so i i have the ebook on my tablet and i will read it i will read the rest all right now for the fun part the one down your one on recommendation, something that you experience that you don't want the audience to experience. Scary. We'll start with Forrest. Well, I had a hard time with this one because I don't really go for things that I think in any way will be like genuinely bad to me to the point where I would not recommend them to someone else, you know? Um, yeah. So I, str- I struggle with this one a bit. Uh, my pick is something is a show that started at season one in December 2018 and then carried over into 2019. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I only realized later that this was also a George R. R. Martin related thing. Uh, it is Night Flyers, the adaptation Flyers. of a short story of his set in his Thousand Worlds universe, his sci-fi universe, which I have read all of the stories from. Uh, yeah, it was Night Flyers. Th- there was a TV movie made of it back in the 80s, or maybe even a regular movie, but it was very 80s, and it wasn't that good. Night Flyers, the story is not that special either to begin with. It's decent. The TV show, however, made this year is just awful. It's like, it, you know how I, I mentioned that I Am Mother does not insult a sci fi fan's intelligence? Well, yeah. Night Flyers almost seems to go out of its way to do the opposite, to just constantly be insulting you with stupidity. And yeah, it's just <laughs> they change things from the book that just make it so much worse. But it's not the changes; it's like the the way they write everything and the characters, and oh, it's just it leaves left such a bad taste in my mouth. For sure. So I would unrecommend that to anybody, <laughs> especially sci-fi fans. All right, night flyers, stay away, fly away in the night. Uh, John, <laughs> what's your unrecommendation? My unrecommendation, uh, the reboot of the Twilight Zone. Mm. Okay, Twilight Zone. No good. I only watched the first two episodes of that. It doesn't get better. <laughs> no, I think actually uh, the opposite. I think that the first two episodes were the best in the entire wow. season. Wow. Okay. Well, who is the really famous guy they, they ping for that? Like, let's go on a press. They got the narrator dude. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele was like the oh, narrator. Peele, was, yeah. I don't know how much work he did on it. But yeah, he like did the, you know, the, well, the you know, going into a, yeah. yeah, going into a world where things are fucking weird. Right, right. Gregory <laughs> Schmegory. <laughs> um, so Major downvote. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with um. I'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for it. Uh, Apex. 
Legend. <clears throat> not that I, I, just, I play that, but yeah, I just I I did not have fun in any experience playing that game, and I just I, do you like games do you like that though? Like big, yeah, do you like games like that? I like um, I can't even. I, I was gonna else. say I liked Fortnite a little bit when I played that, and I liked uh, PUBG when it was uh, you know in like the beginning. I liked it a right, lot. PUBG, yeah, yeah. But uh, specific about Apex that just ah, uh, dude, I I just I really don't even know. Like uh, the characters would look, they looked cool. That's really the only good thing I can Did say. You play with the wrong crowd. Maybe. Maybe that I mean, was it. I guess this, this is probably isn't it. Is this a case of you not recommending it? You probably still recommend it though. No, right? I don't. Know. I don't recommend wow. it. This this is unrecommendation, dude. Don't don't question yeah. man on his unrecommendation. Put words in his mouth. I want to recommend my uh, friendship with Vito. <laughs> <laughs> Vito, I want you to tell me your unrecommendation. All right, I'm gonna pull a flask here. Break the rules. Uh, I don't consume nearly as much media as you guys um i don't think and uh like flash said I, i'm like a big uh i i vet anything that i consume mm-hmm. before i i even try so like i i look at reviews i don't go into anything blind i don't just try something out like so i don't think i watched anything or played anything that i hated um so it's hard for me to Unrecommend something, but I will say one of the biggest disappointments for me in memory was the Joker movie. Um, just the, Joker movie. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, also just to be like a little contrarian, I guess. But I, I just didn't. I didn't think it was bad. Um, I just don't get why everyone was so fucking just kissing its ass, man. It was, right. It was whatever. You, you're you're more just displeased at like the. The reaction the hype around the it, people yeah. who loved yeah. it. I'm just like, whatever, you guys are looking. Okay, so um, and my girlfriend made this uh, comparison, which I thought was great. So we saw Parasite um, the other day, and it's kind, this is kind of spoiler territory. I don't know if I should. They have, they have, I, no, I, no, I, no, I would what? rather you not spoil Parasite. Sure, I'll just say they have similar themes, and Parasite, I thought, handled it so much better. And okay. it just wasn't on the nose and just ham-fisted to you. Um, and it, it just felt like cinema, where Joker just felt... I don't know. I, I, right. I, I thought it was way overhyped. I, I understand all the awards that Joaquin's winning, because he was great. He did. There was some great acting in that movie. He deserves everything. The movie itself as a whole. Whatever. Fuck off. You know what I mean? I got you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was okay. okay. But then I went... Then I sat with it for a bit, and then I like read some stuff, and then watched uh, Taxi Driver for the first time in my life, and I was like, "Oh, oh, they just right. they, they just make Taxi Driver yeah. with Taxi the Driver Joker." Movie. <laughs> that yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, mostly because of the mixed hype, but I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. But I did appreciate the how much of a cultural phenomenon like watching from from the outside how much of a cultural phenomenon this thing was like not even the sure. movie but just the discussion how it just Around overtook it, right. you know society uh, like, uh, I, I thought yeah, that was yeah, pretty was, interesting to watch it came and went pretty quick came and went pretty quick too uh okay 
for my one down vote, um, I'm going to say something that we have a lot of experience with as a group, but Gears of War 5. I thought that game awesome. was just pretty soulless. Like, I, you know, technically, like on a mechanical level, I'm, the gameplay is not bad. And the, the multiplayer can be fun, but like, I just, I don't know. I, I am never a big shooter fan anyway, but I really did enjoy the first three Gears games, but not being a big shooter fan, I think a lot of that enjoyment came from like the unique tone and the places those games went, and Gears 5 just felt utterly soulless to me. So did you guys all just stop playing? Like, you guys don't play that at all anymore, right? I, I uninstalled it. I'm not a, I'm not a parent, but I imagine... This is what Gears Five or Gears is serious to me. I imagine uh, <laughs> you know, so my child has grown up and they've uh, chosen a life of debauchery and sin, and uh, you know I can no longer help them and they've gone on their way. And I just I I just try not to think about it. You want yeah, the because best I, for them? Because I think back to when I you know when they were yeah I want the best for them. I think back to the, the golden years and no, they were some good years now. Uh, Gears of War might be my favorite. Uh, I mean, not anymore, obviously, but 360 era favorite franchise. Uh, and yeah, this. I mean, like you said, this game was. Well, I mean, the whole monetization process of the multiplayer. That's the reason I stopped playing the multiplayer. It's even worse than four. It's. I, I didn't. I didn't even think they could do it. They discovered a way to make things worse than loot boxes. Insane. But uh. Yeah. Even the campaign, like it, it was better than fours. Don't get me wrong, better than fours in almost every way. But it's still, it was super glitchy, though. It still wasn't. Uh, yeah, soulless is a good word. Yeah, and it's a shame. I I miss Cliffy B. I wish I wish good thing none of us paid well. for it. Yeah, no. It. Thank God for the game pass. I I I would feel so dumb. But here, uh, but but here's anyway. also the thing. Hold on, hold on, Re real quick, real quick. When I first got Gears of War. Uh, played it, beat the campaign, and then we didn't touch it for like two or two and a half years, and then we picked up the multiplayer again and played yeah, it for a yeah. good long time. So we'll see. Time, I'm let Gears Five to sit and stew a little bit, let it let it boil. And hopefully, in a couple of years, uh, it'll be it'll be multiplayer friendly fun. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Cool. Well, and you'll have to buy it. Thanks, everyone, for your five ups, one down. I ain't going to spend a whole lot of time recapping everybody's choices. You're but, welcome. Um, there were a few duplicates. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came up twice. Control came up twice. And Chernobyl came up twice. Um, I'll also just re-highlight our one displeasures, because that's easy to list. But I chose Gears of War 5. Vito hated the Joker movie. <laughs> Greg, Greg is fearing for his life for his... Uh, criticism against Apex Legends. John uh, hates the original Twilight Zone. He's a fan of the Peel version. That's why I have it down here. That's not true. You're lying. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and Flash talked about some dumb sci-fi show. We'll say the name so people remember not to watch. Uh, yeah, oh, so sorry. Know, yeah. Backfires. <laughs> sorry, my bad. Nightcrawlers? George R.R. Right. Farton. Oh. We're, getting, we're getting, uh, getting pretty late here, fellas. We got... We don't really have a whole lot of news, though, because it's still pretty early on in the year. So I kind of want to just, like, you know, maybe five minutes max breeze through all these. 
I I actually don't really have a whole lot to say. Like for the most part, the headlines say it all. I kind of want to just get out of the way so we don't got to address it later. Um, if you took the time to listen to our last podcast where we you know kind of recap the games going in 2020, uh, I'm sorry because that's horribly outdated because <laughs> three major games have already been delayed. I guess one of us quote unquote major. The Avengers was delayed from May 15th to September 4th. I don't think that was on any of our radar, but it's certainly a game that is being hotly anticipated because of the brand. Is it really? Uh, I mean, it. I think it, it, because uh, there are a lot of news articles about it being delayed. Like hotly wow. anticipated. Yeah, I think by, just because Square Enix making Avengers. You know, by, by brainless people, whatever. You know. I was like, I'll be honest. Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing about Avengers uh, being uh, delayed. No, oh, delayed. Well, I think it's got yeah. delayed like what today or yesterday? Pretty recently, right? Well. It, you you didn't hear about it because the announcement that it got delayed was rolled into the announcement that Final Fantasy VII Remake was getting delayed. Oh, an actual uh, game. Uh, but, okay, so Avengers it. being delayed by three or four months. The remake is being delayed by a month. So, that still seems to be probably going to be hitting its target March 3rd to April 10th. The big delay, though, is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. It's being delayed from April 16th to September 17th. And uh, honestly, it, you know, like I said earlier when we were talking about it in our chat, but um, I'm always a fan of games that I want to do well to be delayed if they need it. So a lot of games were delayed from that time because there's a lot of games coming out in that time. So you know, I don't know. It's hard to say how much is developmental and how much is political. But if it's developmental, then, you know, I, I think it's fair to be a little concerned that the game even gets released in 2020. Might get released in Q1. I think it's ultimately a good thing. If it's developmental, what the hell... It's ultimately a good thing. What was the issue that. that it's delayed? It was supposed to be out in three months. Now it's out fucking mid-September. Like, what was the issue that caused this? What? Well, the thing is, is that, like, you know, you make timelines and you make milestones for your your project development, and like you can know like a year ahead of time, like pretty much what it's going to look like and how long it's going to take to get there. But then little shit like this is going to come up, right? Like here and there, you know, something is going to come up. And developmental, if it pushes the game out a month, that doesn't necessarily mean the game's release date gets pushed out literally one month. You know, because when the the game is ready. The marketing team is going to release it when they think is most advantageous, you know. So gotcha. I think a lot of it might be like they don't they need a bit more time to make sure they're gonna hit all their milestones, they need a bit more time for testing or something like that. They actually expect the game is gonna be done like in May, but the marketing team thinks that they don't want to like release it over the summer, so they'll wait until the fall or something like that, you know. Uh in yeah, there's possible. They had um, you know, a little release uh paragraph whatever when they delayed it and uh, I just have it right here uh, it says we are currently at the stage where the game is complete and playable but there's still work to be done Night City is massive full of stories content and place to visit but due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all we need more time to finish playtesting fixing and polishing right. so okay. yeah, it seems like yeah, the game is done I was going to mention that is what just, they were saying uh, they're just polishing. working out bugs and shit gotcha alright that's all right. fine alright yeah well you know like I said Ultimately, probably a good thing. And Witcher Three course, had a similar delay, I believe. Did it? I thought I Witcher it was 3... like I thought it was like a three-month delay. For oh, maybe. So okay, you know they have a history of I don't know either 
taking longer than they anticipated or having aggressive timelines. So. I think the- I, I think it's more I think it's more just about like being very careful about how hyped the game is right now. Like they 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 cannot like the company has grown significant like we talked about on a previous podcast, even since The Witcher Three, it is growing significantly. And a lot of that I'm sure is resting on speculative money based on Cyberpunk success and other successes, you know. They 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 cannot afford for Cyberpunk to come out of the gate shitty, you yeah, know, or even or even game. just like not that great. Like people, they they need this to be like the game of the generation in their minds at least. You know, I'm not saying that it actually needs to be that, but that that is well, like that's what that's they, exactly. I I think a couple sentences later in that thing that John was reading, they do specifically say like they like I we want this to be. Uh, you know, Our crowning achievement for this generation and postponing there you go, yeah. those precious months, we need to make the game perfect. There so you go. That's how, that's how mean, they view the game. Those are strong-ass words. Yeah. Those are strong-ass words, especially to say to the face of the hype that is out there right now. Well, I, uh, I wish them luck. Alright, let's uh, move on. Um, per, probably not surprising, but uh, PlayStation is out of E3 2020, so seems that they're committing to Staying out of the out of the game, out of the games show. Nice. Uh, this is the last one we'll touch on, just because it's kind of relevant to us as a GTA Four community, former GTA Four community. But GTA Four was removed from Steam because of Games for Windows Live. As of now, you cannot you cannot buy it from Steam, and it's because oh, yeah. Games for Windows Live literally is preventing Rockstar from printing more keys. So it's not like a rights or a distribution issue or anything. It's literally a technical issue where Rockstar cannot get print any more CD keys for the game because Games for Windows Live is no longer being supported. Mm. Like, the corpse wow. of Games for Windows Live is its hand is sticking out of the grave, and yeah. Rockstar stumbled on it and got caught and dragged down again. They're coming to get you, Rockstar. Yeah, you can still, you still play, play it. it. You can't buy it. Uh, you can't buy it. It's, it's an issue of printing the keys. You right. Remember. Yeah, I mean, like, how many people are still buying GTA 4, you know? I mean, I... I don't know. It'd be one thing if you couldn't play the game, but, like, I don't know. For me, it's, like... A, Good point. Like, a store running out of copies. It's like, yeah, that happened. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. I guess it's different than that, but, like... Yeah, whatever. I mean, this is way different. This is, like... Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, In my mind, it's just, like, a crazy thing. technical issue. It's more just, like, you know... One could talk a lot about this from the perspective of, like, internet or game archiving, you know? And the implications that defunct software might have on preserving like games, which probably is becoming less of an issue in the digital age, but you know it's still a thing that some people care a lot about. I don't, but you know, that, you that, know, that's, I, that's a more acceptable reason for not being able to get a game than like you can't buy Marvel vs. Capcom anymore because yeah, the rights changed. Yeah, sure. That shit infuriates me. Yep. All right, fellas, we've been at it a couple hours. Let's let's wind down. Let's uh, start throwing blankets over this broken campfire, so to speak. What the blankets gonna catch on fire, dude? You don't want to do that. You put no, you they're fire. Oh god! Fire blankets. Fire blankets. I see. Okay, I didn't know you brought fire. Oh, so you're making fire all comfy, dude. Well, well, actually, it's a broken campfire, so the blanket should be fine. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, okay. Uh, thanks for listening to us. 
please rate our podcast on iTunes. Helps us a lot. Recommend our podcast to your other gaming pals, to your favorite Redditors and Discord friends and other people <laughs> that may or may not go outside much. That's fine. Neither do we. Um, check out our YouTube content, youtube.com slash Broken Campfire. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I think uh, I think I've heard a commitment from the boys to finish Fatal Frame tomorrow. Ooh. Which boys? Fatal Frame tonight. Who are these, Sharp tonight. Who could, are these boys you speak of? Right. So Fatal Frame video will be up tomorrow. The final Fatal Frame <laughs> video will be up tomorrow. Dude, why you gotta play? We got other video gotta... content too. Uh, email us at brokencampfire at gmail .com for to ask for any updates on the final Fatal Frame video. It submit any questions. Why, why are you doing me like this? Can I self promote? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Greg. Go. Well, Dude, actually, sorry. Awesome. King of Philly, how do you feel about that? Uh, we'll see how. Follow it goes me on Twitter. All right, all right, Greg. Please. What's tweeting? I beg you, follow me on Twitter. What What's is your Twitter? Twitter? <laughs> oh yeah, I should probably do that. Follow me on Twitter, uh, Garquin ninety three, all one word. I retweet stupid anime things and dumb memes. Oh, cool. I've been thinking my Twitter feed needed that. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Andy, don't worry. You'd be one of the people I hide. Oh, cool. I don't need to know about right. great abacus. Also, send questions into brokencampfire@gmail.com. Even just though we never. It. No, I didn't hear that. All right, I or just send, plugged it. Or follow me on Twitter and DM me the question. You know what? Plus, you know what? In the episode. Yes. No. We're gonna sit here forever. Well, I'm not ending the <laughs> I have. I have. Ten more ups, starting think, think with. About, think about Vito's girlfriend. He, she's waiting right now, desperately. Oh, I think about waiting, it. waiting for him to finish podcast. Kill him! Don't don't we all? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? She's just staring. She's one of those ten ups. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, have a good night, and if you want to. You go to uh, El Camino timestamp. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, one hour, nine one hour, minutes? Twenty minutes, six seconds. See my yeah, plate. See John's uh, plate set. I'm doing that right now. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what you guys talk about. The episode's still going. It's, it's, I, I designated <laughs> Flask. Flask has to end it. Flask, please end it. Please let us go home. I have a family. Please free us. I've been right. here for you. Fine. Years. My second down of the year is the end of this podcast episode.